Welcome to Chip Chat Conversations in the Cloud, a weekly podcast with IT leaders who are driving the future of a software-defined infrastructure-based data center. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are in the world. My name is Jake Smith from Intel's Data Center and Solutions and Technologies team. I'm here with Mike McInerney on Conversations in the Cloud from Supermicro. Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your role at Supermicro and about your role in the industry. You and I have known each other a while. Hi, Jake. Yeah, thanks. Nice to talk with you again. Yeah, so my name is Michael McNerney. I am responsible for software solutions and infrastructure here at Supermicro and have been on a roller coaster ride here with Supermicro over the last several years as we've been continuing to see accelerated growth and adoption of our infrastructure products. Talk a little bit about some of the solutions that you're building. I know Supermicro has solutions in cloud computing, enterprise IT, big data, and high performance. But today, you really wanted to talk about the microblade and the disaggregated architecture. Tell our listeners a little bit about it. The basic premise here is that you know your traditional compute has been composed of you know processor, memory, networking, power and cooling. And this is sort of this unit of compute, if you will, is composed of these things. But all of those different elements are on these rapid innovation, performance, efficiency increases, right? You know, that processor continues to, you know, improve sort of leaps and bounds every 18 months, every two years. But you're seeing the same innovations hitting the memory market, some of the stuff Intel's done with Optane and other things on the memory side, as well as the rest of the industry. You know, networking is the same way. You know, power and cooling. And, you know, all those things move at different rates and on different paces. You know, probably the best example is processor versus power and cooling, right? So processors, you know, every 18 months, you know, we're getting, say, double the performance in the same sort of footprint. Power and cooling infrastructure, you know, it moves at a much slower rate. So you go talk to a facilities guy, you know, they're talking about changing in power and cooling infrastructure once every 10 years or something like this, right? You don't want to be out building out new data centers. Their timelines are just so much different. And so the basic concept of disaggregated computing is, you know, how do we look at these core elements of compute and how do we sort of break them up so that you can sort of maximize the performance of all of them? So you're not limiting the memory to what the processor upgrade cycle is, or you're not limiting the networking to how the processor upgrade cycle and by optimizing these timeframes, um, you know, we can achieve you know, higher efficiencies, higher performance in the data center. So I know that your work has given you some great insights to how to deliver the world's most energy efficient data center. But let's talk about the concept moving forward a little bit about the ability of not just a CPU complex, but potentially a CPU and an FPGA combined with IO and storage optimizations. Is that where you believe Supermicro can take this microblade architecture? Yeah, it's super interesting. I think that people have talked a lot about composable computing over the years. So really what we're trying to do is change the acquisition process here and move towards a more evergreen model, right? How do I make your data center run at optimal efficiency across you know, all the different sort of components of processor memory, networking, power and cooling? And, and being able to upgrade those on independent cycles is really where we're trying to get to. And we're really seeing some success in terms of how that gets deployed out in the marketplace. 
you know, you're able to bring these different technologies to bear. So, you know, what if I can put the same FPGA, the same accelerators within a common architecture, right? And not have to introduce a new architecture, not have to introduce a new management paradigm, et cetera. And, you know, that definitely pulls into this whole software defined space. So, you know, how do we better define these assets from a software defined perspective? so that they can exhibit the same behaviors as our traditional compute modules. You know, how do you upgrade them? How do you sort of maintain them? How do you monitor them? And really sort of look towards those industry standards, be it Redfish or the Intel Rack Scale design work, and how do we integrate it all into those things? So I think as an infrastructure provider, that's really where we're looking at in those marketplaces is how do we make those new sort of exciting technologies consumable in the traditional data center environment. Well, I'm really glad, Michael, that you said Redfish because Barry Kittner and Jim Pappas on my team worked their tails off for years to really align the industry around those standards. So it's really an honor to work with you guys when we can come together on standards that add a real difference to the bottom line for our customers. One of the things that has always intrigued me about Supermicro and the case study that you guys have put out about this Fortune 100 company, you were able to reduce CapEx for 45 to 65%. Those are some impressive numbers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, I think whenever you read these numbers, there's always a little bit of skepticism, like, how is that even possible? And so, you know, what's really here, and this is sort of part of this disaggregated model, is how do you look at CapEx as a one-time event? You know, I have to do it once every three years or once every five years. How do you look at it over an extended period of time, right? So I have to buy this much compute resource to meet these requirements. And as the market and technologies move along, you know, in the future, as the performance increases, I can actually buy and support less. So how do we make it through the disaggregated model, you know, allow you to do these upgrades over time. So when you look at those numbers, those are looking at three to five year acquisition cost. And what that allows you to do is to say, in 18 months, I don't want to necessarily change out my power, networking, et cetera, but I want to upgrade my CPU or I want to upgrade my memory or I want to upgrade my networking. You can do that independently without upgrading the rest of the infrastructure. And that's really the key here is we really unlock that traditional, tightly integrated set of resources and allow you to upgrade when it's sort of optimal based on your own data center timelines, as well as certain applications with, you know, highlight software licensing costs. You know, it makes a lot of sense to sort of get better performance sooner on some of those because you can reduce some fairly high cost out of your architecture. So that's really the idea on the acquisition cost by not having to upgrade whole scale, upgrade component by component, you can really save on the acquisition costs. How does Supermicro take advantage of Intel products? And what are a couple of the Intel products on the horizon that you're excited to see? You know, I think everyone in the industry is ready for the next gen Intel processors, you know, codename Skylake coming out here in, you know, summer, second half timeframe. And I think the whole industry is sort of moving in that direction. From our side, it's been really sort of stay close to the Intel innovation engine. So as we look at what's coming out in terms of the 3D cross-point memory technologies, first with SSD cards, you know, next to the U.2 NVMe drives, 
you know, and ultimately to sort of memory form factors, you know, we think this is a sort of tremendous opportunity out in the marketplace and frankly a challenge to the software developers of the world about, you know, how do you, as we break these traditional sort of memory storage models down, you know, how do you write code in that space when you don't have this sort of very strong performance delta between in-memory, you know, on storage, in-cache kind of comparisons of, you know, how do you write software there? So if you think there's going to be some really interesting things happening there, the networking side, you know, continues to sort of evolve. We've been working a lot with Intel on the Omnipath front um, and putting those technologies in. The move to 25 gig and, and ultimately to 100 gig is coming. And so what's the right timing for that? Again, back to the sort of disaggregated model. The work you guys are doing is great. And I always think that you've done an excellent service to the industry in general because you're really thoughtful in how you build these solutions. So where can customers find out more about these solutions? Sure. Probably the easiest place is just supermicro.com slash solutions. You'll see some of the different pieces listed out there. We actually just launched a test drive program. So with Intel, where we're allowing customers to test drive the new Intel Optane drives. So we've got systems online, you can get remote access to it and test those things out. You can find that at supermicro.com slash test drive. It's a pretty interesting opportunity if you ever wanted to get your hands on the different types of flash drives and test that performance for yourself. Well, that's great, Michael. Well, on behalf of our listeners, I would like to thank you for taking time out of your very busy schedule. This has been Michael McInerney, Vice President of Software Solutions and Network Security from Supermicro. My name is Jake Smith, and thank you. This has been Conversations in the Cloud. We'll be right back.